0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to share a picture with you as we open and think, when was the last time you looked like this? Maybe it was pretty recently, maybe a while ago. For me, I think it was probably about senior year of high school. That's when I had a full head of hair (laughs) like this guy here. Uh, No, not actually the the person in the picture. When was the last time you felt uh, like this? You were were distressed like this? Because there's any number of of things that that can cause us uh, to have this type of reaction, uh, whether it's a conflict that's going on. We just said something that we regret. It seems like our marriage, our family, our relationship is falling apart, and we're not sure what to do. Or maybe it's our own choices that we made. Maybe this is distress caused by shame or guilt, perhaps by something that just happened or... Perhaps just as likely. Something that happened a long time ago that you're continuing to have to hide and lie and it keeps coming back and causing hurt and pain again. Maybe this distress is, is caused by worry. Stress. Anxiety over the future. Maybe it's Caused by grief and loss, as one of those those waves of grief has just hit you again. It seems like you're back to square one. I mean, there's any number of things that can cause us distress, because really, this it's a place of darkness. That's really what what distress kind of leads us to. It's a place of darkness. It's a place where we can't see. A light at the end of the tunnel. It's a place where we don't have hope. And sometimes it just lasts for a moment, but oftentimes this lasts for a lot longer. So when we're in distress, when we're in darkness, what do we need? We need a light. Isaiah 9, verse 2 says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of deep darkness, on them a light has gone. See, this is why we gather here this morning. Because whatever darkness that's going on in our world, whatever darkness is going on in our lives, whatever distress, whatever worry, stress, Loss, guilt, conflict that we bring in with us. We come here to find a light in the midst of the darkness. See, and that's exactly what God gives, what he meets you here with this morning. Because he is the light that shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. So whatever distress, whatever loss, whatever darkness you're carrying with you, the light of Christ shines in that this morning. Whether your distress is caused by, by conflict, by broken relationships, the light of Christ shines to bring forgiveness, restoration, reconciliation, wholeness. Guilt and shame. The light of Christ shines through the cross where that sin was taken, was carried, that you would be fully, freely, forever forgiven. Your guilt and your shame would not define you, would not come back around on you, but would be set free. That whether you're distressed, it is caused by, by worry, by anxiety over what's to come. You have the light of Christ. That, that you are being held in the hands of a Heavenly Father who loves you, who cares for you, who provides for you. Who, as we learned last week, values you. Values you enough to send His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. That same God upholds you. And so cast your worry, cast your anxiety, cast your burdens onto him. Find light in the midst of the darkness. If your distress is caused by loss, by grief, we have not only the light of the cross, we have the light of the empty tomb. The resurrection of Jesus, which which gives us hope and confidence. We've not spoken our last words to those who died in Christ Jesus. One of the pictures that the Bible gives of heaven in the book of Revelation, it it talks about that that those who are in heaven, they they need no light, nor lamp, nor sun, for Christ will be their all. The light that currently shines in the darkness will one day shine where there is no darkness. The new heavens and the new earth. See, we come here to receive the light of Christ. That's the promise for you today. Whatever your distress, whatever your darkness, whatever you're walking through, that you have the light of Christ in the Word, in His sacraments, in His people here this morning. That's what we need in the midst of darkness. And yet the question remains... What about this guy? See, let's look back at the picture. If, if you notice the background, he's sitting somewhere by, by water. And normally we would think of that as, as a peaceful place. It's a place of, of serenity, of sanctity, of calm. That's what all the, the commercials is calling you to go to this island or that island or whatever they're telling you, go... The water, find peace there, and yet clearly he has not found peace. But more than that, notice based on the background where he's not, he's not here, he's not in a church. Chances are, he's not hearing the message of Christ, the light of the world. And so how does this light shine in the midst of his darkness? And not just his, but all those who are not gathered here to hear the promise of God. The light that is shown in your life this morning. How does it get to someone that is in the midst of darkness that doesn't know where to turn? God has to send someone to shine that light. In the midst of this darkness. In your Bibles, I encourage you to open up to Matthew chapter 5. This is our gospel reading for today. And we actually started the chapter last week. Uh, as we're reading through this, this is the Sermon on the Mount. Because this is how Jesus opens in, in verse 14. You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. For the light of Christ to get to that man, to get to any number of people who are hurting and broken and don't know where to turn, God sends you. The you that Jesus is talking about, if we look earlier in chapter 5, It's set up that he goes in the mountain, he sits down, his disciples come to him. And he opens, he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Disciples of Jesus, those who are called to follow him, Jesus says, You are the light of the world. And this can kind of cause a struggle because oftentimes, you know, we think, well, at the beginning of the service, I just said I was a poor, miserable sinner. I can't do anything. How am I supposed to shine the light? So God invites us here to bring our, our sin, bring our darkness, when he shines his light in our lives, when he forgives us, He also brings us into light, calls us to share that. You are the light of the world. Jesus doesn't seem as confused about it as we do. Jesus seems pretty confident that this is who he has created us to be. And he says this light is not just meant to shine individually. No, it's not meant to be hidden. He continues, he says, A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp, put it in a basket, but on a stand it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others. The light of the world in Jesus Christ is not just meant to stay here. Yes, it is given to us through the word, through the sacrament, but it is meant to shine before others so that those walking in darkness may see the light of Christ. You are the light of the world. And sometimes we have trouble seeing what does that look like. So I brought uh, an illustration with me. Uh, This is one that I I learned when I was in high school for my DCE. Jeremy Beckert. I've been using it at chapels and, uh, and teaching uh, since then. So this is a flashlight. Uh, and now, was Jesus talking about flashlights in Matthew chapter 5? Perhaps. He's God. He knew that this was going to be invented someday. Uh, but, but by and large, this is, this is not when he's talking about light of the world. Uh, this is not the original intention. And yet, uh, we can learn a lot about what does it mean to be the light of the world through a simple flashlight. See, one of the main things we know about flashlights is they have to be connected to a source of power. And if I open the end of this and dump the batteries out on the floor, I can press this button all I want. Nothing's going to happen. This is why we opened the sermon talking about how the light comes to you, how the light shines in your darkness because when we are not connected to the source of light we cannot shine the light in the world Jesus says in John 15 remain in me and i in you for apart from me you can do nothing we need to stay connected to the source of light that's why we gather here together is to receive the light for the light to shine in our lives to forgive our sins, to remind us of his promises, to call us as his children. The light first shines in our darkness. Because it's easy for us to think, oh, the light, that's for the people out there. And the light is for us as well us to recognize we need Jesus. Jesus opens the Sermon on the Mount, invites people into being the light of the world by saying blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The poor in spirit, those who have nothing to offer. That's who God brings in and gives his light. So stay connected to the source of life. So what it means to be the light of the world, to be connected to the light in Jesus Christ through his word. The second thing that we know about flashlights is a flashlight, when it's operating correctly, it, it, it shines, it shines light, but only at whatever you're pointing at. Right anyway, point the flashlight this way, it's not going to help someone that's over here, really. And this is important for us as disciples of Jesus Christ, because oftentimes in life, who do we want the light to be pointing at? Ourselves. Right? Let your light shine before men that they may see you, your good deeds, and praise you. If we stop in the middle of a word, that's what we get, right? That they may praise you, your Father who is in heaven. Instead of taking the light and shining it on us, trying to make for ourselves a kingdom of greatness. The kingdom of heaven belongs to the least of these. Those who have nothing to offer, God gives us the light, not that we may shine on ourselves to make ourselves great, but to shine on those who live in darkness. To go to those who are hurting, who are lonely, who are broken. Shine the light of Christ in their lives see it looks like sitting with someone who's lonely and in pain and grief calling someone that you haven't seen in a while jesus isn't specific on how this light shines he simply says that they may see your good deeds let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds God calls us to live in our ordinary lives, but to do so in extraordinary ways, in in faithful ways. The entire rest of the Sermon on the Mount opens up what this life of discipleship is in its ordinary ways with extraordinary faithfulness. As we reach out, as we serve, as we love, as we listen, as we shine the light in the midst of the darkness, Jesus promises, essentially what's going to happen is they're going to say, why are you doing this? And that's your moment. Say, where am I shining the light? Am saying, I'm doing this because I'm a good person. I'm doing this because the judge told me to. I'm doing this because of any number of other reasons. No, I'm doing this because God loves you. I want you to know that. To shine the light on God. To Jesus, the light of the world. Because apart from him, you and I can do nothing. As we stay connected to the source of light, as we shine on the darkness of the world, pointing to the light of God and Jesus Christ, we also learn that a flashlight works a lot better when there's not only one in the group. If you guys have ever been on a, a spelunking trip into a cave, they don't just give a flashlight to the person in front and say, all right, everyone, stay close. Good luck. No, everyone walks in with a source of life. These flashlight people, we work so much better when it's not just one person shining their lights. And if you've tried this in your lives, you know that it can cause so much pain and distress when you're the only one shining the light in the midst of whatever the distress is in your life. If you're the only person that knows about your deepest pain, it seems like the light is flickering and going out. If you're the only person that's working on this broken relationship, the only person reaching out to that family member who has fallen away from the faith, if you're the only light not only do you need others to shine that light in the darkness of whatever that situation is, you need other people to shine that light on you. To Shine the light of Christ for you, that you would have hope, that you would keep going, that you would not give up. So you don't have to carry whatever burden in your life, you're not meant to carry that alone. We are not meant to shine in isolation. Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 5. You probably didn't catch it in English though. Because I, I don't know if you knew this, the English language has a big deficiency. It's the word you. The word you is the biggest deficiency of the English language because every other language, basically on the planet, has a you plural. Including Greek, including Hebrew. English doesn't have that overall. You can mean one person, you can mean a hundred people, except if you go down south. They actually fix this problem in the English language. They have a you plural, it's y'all. Or if it's like multiple plurals, it's all y'all. So really, we should, we should translate this verse. Let y'all's light shine before men, that they may see all y'all's good deeds and praise y'all's Father who is in heaven. Bless your heart. It's a translation somewhere, I promise you. You go online, you'll find it. This is a collective ministry we're called to. It's not your light singular. It's y'all's light plural. So don't walk through this life alone. Don't walk into darkness. Don't reach out to someone. Don't deal with the burden on your own. Let your light shine together. And the last thing that we know about flashlights is we're called to be the light of the world, to be flashlight people. Is yes, we're called to shine together. We're called to stay connected. We're called to point to Christ. The main thing we know about light is that a little bit of light shines in even the deepest darkness. If you've ever been on that trip to the cave and you go to to the center of the cave and they tell you to turn off all the lights. You can't even see your hand in front of your face. All it takes is one match, one glow stick, one tiny flashlight and it illuminates the entire room. That's what the Bible says about Jesus in John chapter one. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. See, it's easy to look in the world and just to see darkness and to give up. Have despair. Say, what's the use? What's the point? The darkness cannot overcome the light. So as we return back to our picture, what does this man need? What does those... Who are in distress who are disconnected from the church what do they need they need light so jesus sends us out as the light of the world as flashlight people that through our acts of love and mercy and service they may see our good works and praise our father who is in heaven see the light of the world doesn't just change us, it also changes the way we see the world. I want to close with this quote from C.S. Lewis. He's a famous Christian author. He says, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. Not only because I see it, but because by it, by the light of Christ, I see everything else. That we would not only see the light of Christ as we experience his forgiveness, his restoration, his fullness here. But that by that light, we would go into the world and use the light of Christ to see everything else. We would see those in darkness and not give up hope. But know that we have a light. We have the light to shine in their lives. The light that shines in the darkness. The darkness cannot overcome it. Because of that light, you are the light of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until he calls you home. Amen.